Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Betting Pros PGA Podcast. I'm Pat Fitzmorris, and that is my partner in crime, Bo McBrayer. And we are going to spend the next half hour or so discussing the Phoenix, uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open from a betting perspective. We will tell you who we like, who we don't like so much, and what we're going to bet. And we will give you our one-and-done picks at the end of the show. And oh, what fun we always have with the Waste Management Phoenix Open, Bo McBrayer. It is a golf tournament and a frat party all rolled into one. A lot of the spectators are well lubricated, especially the ones, uh, the 20,000 or so, who gather on this par 3 16th uh, to sometimes cheer and sometimes mercilessly heckle the PGA Touring Pros. So we have a good feel this week. Um, and I don't know about you, Bo, but I would much rather watch the final round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open than watch hour upon hour of Super Game pregame, Super Bowl pregame shows. Um, so we will get to the Waste Management Phoenix Open and a recap of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am in just a moment. But first, let me introduce the sponsor of the show. It's Underdog Fantasy. You're probably familiar with Underdog's outstanding best ball contests for fantasy football, but Underdog also has golf contests. Sign up for Underdog, if you haven't already, with the promo code BPGOLF to get your first deposit matched up to $100. And there is a special pick available for you in the lobby. So more on that. Uh, more on Underdog and its golf contest a bit later in the show. All right, Bo, let's briefly touch on what happened in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am last week. Uh, the tournament was shortened to 54 holes because of the storm that pounded the California coast on Sunday with rain and heavy wind. Initially, they were going to play the fourth round on Monday, but with high winds in the forecast for Monday morning, tour officials decided to scratch that plan and end the event early. Bo, you live in California and experienced that storm on Sunday. How bad was it? So the the kickoff of this whole event was thir- was Wednesday night. We had two inches of rain on Wednesday night. That's why the conditions played so uh, soft the first three rounds, and it played a big part in Wyndham Clark's immaculate round of 60 at Pebble Beach course record uh give him all the props but the 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 catalyst was everybody expected the weather to be a factor during this tournament and it was the weather that kicked off before the tournament teed off and then the weather that eventually ended the tournament the storm that hit us on Sunday was it was a beast like <laughs> we're talking uh, I think we got two and a half more inches of rain overnight on Saturday. And then on Sunday, when the as soon as the the rain blew through, it was followed by gusts of 70 to 90 miles an hour on the coast. Here we were hit with 55 to 70 miles per hour. Lots of trees are down. Power lines are down. There's still parts of the town I live in where there's power still out. I'm fortunate to be on the same grid as the hospital here, so we, we never lose power. But at the same time, yeah, I think what played most into that cancellation of the final round was the damage that had to have been done to the course with all the trees and the moisture and the wind, everything. I, I can't imagine that, that that course got away unscathed. And I think that played a part into, oh, let's delay the, f- the final round on Monday 
let the weather subside. It's like, no, they probably had a lot to clean up in order to even play golf, even if the conditions were okay at that point. Uh, that That's my guess to why they actually called it was the aftermath of that storm was going to take way longer to clean up and get moving than it was worth to run a, run a uh, 18 holes of golf out there. So I commend them for making that decision. Didn't really help us on the betting side because a lot of us didn't have Wyndham Clark. I had him in my DFS model, but I wasn't betting on him. Uh, it happens. Pebble Beach is near and dear to my heart, but that storm was an absolute beast. Yeah, yet another long shot winner. I believe Clark went off anywhere from uh, 90 to 1 to 110 to 1. I think some people mm. listed him as a 100 to 1 shot. And um on one hand, Bo, disappointing to end up with this being a 54-hole event, considering that the PGA Tour was trying a new format for the tournament, making it a designated signature event uh, with a smaller, much better field than usual, one fewer round of pro-am play, one fewer course in the rotation. I love the format changes and was sad that we didn't get to see all four rounds. On the other hand... Saturday was about the most fun I think I've ever had watching this tournament. Uh, yeah. Certainly much better than watching, you know, Huey Lewis play the 17th hole. Right. Um, <laughs> Wyndham <laughs> Clark played such an amazing round of golf. Uh, you alluded to it. It was perfect. Shooting, setting the course record with a 60. And uh, so... After it was scratched after 54 holes, he won the shot by uh, or won the tournament by one shot over Ludwig Oberg and two shots over the previous week's Farmers Insurance winner, Matthew Pavon. Um, and Bo <sighs> Wyndham Clark could have shot a 58. He, he left birdie pots in the throat an inch or two short on 16 and 17, where he had the line perfect. Just perfect. I mean, he putted so well. Shoots a 28 on the front nine that includes a pair of eagles and a hundred and absurd and 150 feet worth of putts. Uh, then he birdied three of the first four holes on the back nine, which included his only slip up of the day, a, a bogey. I think it was on 12, maybe. Um, yeah, Clark was just. So on point. Not the only great round on Saturday, though. Jason Day shot a 63. Mark Hubbard shot a 65. Pavone shot a 66. Fun display of golf, bow. What were your takeaways from Pebble Beach? Uh, the Wyndham Clark thing was mind-blowing. I mean, there's a, this is one of the top five golf courses on the planet, and he shot the course record there. That should never go under celebrated what he just did on saturday was one of the most immaculate rounds of golf i've ever seen he shot a 60 with a bogey on the back on the, it was he shot 20 28 on the front at pebble beach i couldn't even like i played tiger woods pga tour golf on xbox and playstation <laughs> growing up and you could set all the sliders to easy and not shoot 28 on the front at pebble beach that's just how good Wyndham clark was in real life on a golf course that is never easy. It's it's sometimes gettable like it was this week or last week with the soft conditions. The green's very receptive. It was as good of a round as I've ever seen played, period. Regardless of course, regardless of player. And we should have seen it coming. I did kind of see it coming with the, the DFS pool where he was in 
where I kind of compared him to Jordan Spieth in a way because you talk about short game, you talk about approach game. The only thing that was going to trip Wyndham Clark up was off the tee hitting driver. And as we mentioned with Spieth last week, leaving the driver in the bag on a lot of these forced layups at Pebble Beach helped Wyndham Clark immensely. He's a top five putter in the world. Should, showed it full display on Saturday where this guy just drains putts from all over, making all sorts of great chips out of precarious positions. Kudos to Wyndham Clark. I don't. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's kind of a tainted 54-hole victory, making the live jokes because there was no cut last week. Uh, he won a tournament with a final with quote unquote final round 60 at Pebble Beach. Give that man his money. <laughs> That's absolutely I could not believe it. And as a big Oregon Ducks supporter, go Ducks, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Clark, that was that was as good a golf as I've ever seen played. So I mean, just take your hat off to the dude. That's that was impressive. Yep, and he handled those tricky Poa greens so well. Um, you know, like they're a challenge. We we saw mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler like one of his putts on Saturday looked like it hit like a moon crater or something <laughs> halfway to the hole. So um, no such weird bounces for Mister Clark on Saturday. So now we turn to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It will be played at TPC Scottsdale, a Tom Weiskopf design. It's a par seventy-one that plays to seven thousand two hundred and sixty. Yards. The fairways are reasonably generous. The greens larger than average for the PGA Tour. I love the finishing holes at, at TPC Scottsdale Bow. Number 15, reachable par five that plays into an island green. There's a little bit of room if you miss off the green, but not a lot. Um, then you've got the loud and rowdy par three, 16th. One of the tougher, uh, given the circumstances, one of the tougher short par threes on tour. Pressure. The par 417th, a drivable par four with water on the left. Big risk reward Mm -hmm. hall. And then number 18, which is very similar to number 18 at TPC Sawgrass. Dog leg left, water all up the left side. Um, So Scotty Scheffler is the two-time defending champion going for the hat trick in Scottsdale this year. He finished 19 under to win by two strokes over Nick Taylor last year. And in 2022, Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay were both 16 under with Scheffler winning a playoff on the third hole. Other recent winners, Brooks Kepka won here in 2015 and 2021. He's a live tour guy, so he will not be in the field this week. Hideki Matsuyama went back to back in 2016 and 2017. Other winners in the past six years, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, and Gary Woodland. Bo, it seems like TPC Scottsdale is primarily a ball strikers course. Would you agree? Give me your thoughts on this course and this event in general. That's what I was just about to say, Pat. This is a ball striker's paradise, and we don't know a better ball striker on the planet right now than Scotty Scheffler. Uh, His recent struggles on the greens notwithstanding, this guy just is nails off the tee and as good on approach as it gets it's it is a second shot course but it's also there you're gonna see a lot of tee to green stats being brought up strokes gained off the tee strokes gained on approach even strokes gained around the green is important here because even though the greens are big they are going to run pretty quick these guys are coming off pebble beach which was as slow as you could possibly get on the tour and you're going straight to Scottsdale where it rains a little bit each year, but not very much. It's going to be bent grass with the Bermuda 
uh, basically your dormant Bermuda with the Rye Overseed, it's going to be fast. They're going to be running true fast greens, but it's a true test of golf in the fact that Scotty Scheffler and all these other guys are going to be gauged mostly on how well they can get into birdie positions, not converting them per se as much. It's going to be more about getting from tee to green and putting yourself in scoring positions, especially on those finishing holes where every every single year it comes down to those last four holes that you mentioned. Every single year. And the pressure that mounts with the environment, it's amazing. It's some of the best spectacle golf you're going to find on the PJ Tour schedule. And Scotty Scheffler, it's he's the favorite here for a reason. Yeah, we're never going to tell you that putting doesn't matter. Um, rolling them in certainly does matter. But look at two of the guys who've gone back to back here, Scotty Scheffler and Hideki Matsuyama. Great ball strikers, not so great with the flat stick. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like anyone can get hot with the flat stick. And certainly those guys putted well when they won their uh, when they won this event. But like There's you not do a not lot of nuance to these greens, though, and that's the di- the main difference that we can't stress enough when we're breaking this down. Yes, putting matters, but putting on greens without a lot of undulation like this week will have flatter greens where you're going to see longer putts. It's going to it's going to come down to who has the shorter, straighter putts. And typically those are your better players on approach. And Scotty Scheffler, of course, prefers nice flat greens where he's better at getting at anybody else at getting close to those those pins when the greens are pretty, pretty straightforward. Now, let's take a look at the odds for the Waste Management Open, and we will start with the favorites. As of Monday afternoon on DraftKings, Scotty Scheffler was an overwhelming favorite at plus 500. Xander Shoffley had the next lowest odds as of this morning, but Shoffley withdrew from the event on Monday. Victor Hovland had also uh, been one of the favorites. He withdrew earlier. After Scheffler, it's Justin Thomas at 10 to 1 to win. Max Homa is 14 to 1. Sam Burns and Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1. Min Woo Lee and Ben An at 28 to 1. And then a big group at 30 to 1 with Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung J M, Tom Poston, and Wyndham Clark our defending Pebble Beach champion. But these are the shortest odds I can recall for a favorite since John Rahm uh, entered the Mexico Open with a very weak field last year and went off at something like plus 300, three to one, and and did, in fact, win the tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, Scheffler's won this thing two years running, and the course seems to suit him perfectly. Are you betting him at these short odds? Yes, I am. And that's I it's not usual for me to do that. I'm not that type of golf better. I like to go starting off at 10 to one usually, but I bet on John Rahm last year at the Mexico Open at three to one. But I bet triple what I normally would invest in him because it was a very safe bet. Scotty Scheffler is going off at plus money in a tournament that he's dominated for two years in a row. He's also plus money for a top five finish here. I think that that's a nice little double up bet to make. Uh, bet bet a good amount on him to win outright and a nice little chunk on the side for a top five finish at plus 130. Uh, for He's right now at plus 450. He's going to hover around four to six to one, I think, until, until lock. And then when things start to go, we can do live betting. If he gets off to a slow start on Thursday... Don't hesitate to live bet Scotty Scheffler if those odds kind of creep closer to 10. 
I don't know if I can do it, Bo. Even at I understand. It just seems to me that a lot of these guys, now that Xander's dropped out and Victor's dropped out, those are the two guys I was going to kind of mash together to see who I could bet instead of Scotty. But those two's got two guys out of here. I'm not touching JT at 10. I love JT, but 10 to 1 for JT right now is just too short. Um, I guess I would maybe think about Max Home at 14, but like the rest of these favorites, quote unquote, don't even hold a candle to Scotty Scheffler at Scottsdale. Yeah, I agree. And of course, you know, it's such a good setup for him. It, it suits him perfectly. But the Rom thing, when Rom was at Mexico last year, he was going against basically a corn fairy tour type of field. Yeah, awesome. this is, you know, this has got a lot of even though we have no Hovland and no Shoffley, like we've got some some quality to this field like they're, you know, 40 or 50 guys Do capable of winning. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Like, I think if you go I, down, I, mean, the- I, I see the talented names here, but I also see Ben on at 25 to one. And that's just it's just an insult to the field to have a guy like that at 25 to one tells me that there's some inflation going on here. Ben on a guy who, uh, you know, if, if this is a place for the bad putters, I mean, I think Ben on could win. I, yeah, I don't like I just- him at those odds necessarily, but I think he could win here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right. So we don't love this group of favorites. And I agree. Like after after Scotty, like I just don't think the short odd. JT, I mean, JT's had some nice finishes here. He's getting this hot. I th- yeah, 2018 JT at 10 to 1 is fine, but that's this is this is 2024. I agree. Let like let's see him get a win or a you know, top two, top three before we're ready to take him to, uh, you know, outright at 10 to one, not a good price. Um, all right. So before we get to more player odds, go sign yourself up with our friends at Underdog, where you can make picks on your favorite golfers all season long. Just pick higher or lower on selected stats for two to five golfers, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single day. You can also make rivals picks, choosing, for example, which of two golfers will shoot a better score in a round. Golf picks can also be combined with players' stats from other sports. Sign up for Underdog if you haven't already with the promo code BPGOLF to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Plus, there's a special pick available for you in the lobby. All right, Bo, let's take a look at the players with odds ranging from plus 3,500 to plus 5,500. At 3,500, we've got Sahith Thigala, Tom Kim, and Cameron Young. At plus 4,500, we've got Eric Cole and Adam Hadwin. At plus 5,000, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Corey Connors, Siwoo Kim, and Bo Hostler. And at plus 5,500, Brian Harmon, Akshay Bhatia, and two-time tournament champion Hideki Matsuyama. Anyone from this group you like, Bo? So before we go too far down the board, I did see JT Post in there at 30 to 1. I love JT Post again this week. This is the best short game player in the field and the best putter in this field. Despite that not making a lot of difference in this field, he's also third in birdies or better gained. I love JT Post in here, especially at that number 30. I like him more than a lot of guys that are shorter. 
And then going down to Eric Cole, who's in that same boat. Eric Cole is third in my model. Number one in this field for birdies or better gained. And second in this field on the par four lengths that I'm looking at uh, weighting heavily here. Uh, between 450 and 500 yard par fours. Uh, Eric Cole comes in at number three overall in my model. He's also an amazing approach player. Uh, those two guys stand out for me. And then going down to Akshay Batia, who's slipped to 60 to one now. And that, for me, this is a perfect fit for him being a, a good driver of the golf ball and the approach distances that matter here, he is as good as it gets. So give me Akshay Bhatia at 60 to one or somewhere around that around there. Uh, this guy has so much talent and we're not really catching up to that on the betting side yet, but it's coming. And doesn't this feel like the kind of place where Batia could break through for his first win? Just I, I could really see this well, it's crowd. Not his first win. It'll be a, it'll be a second. He won at oh. Old Greenwood up at Tahoe. Oh, last that's year. right. That's right. Um, yeah. So I mean, but you could just see the crowd getting behind the kid and him oh, feeding yeah. off that energy. Like real easy to envision that one. So I like that one too. Does it bother you at all that Poston and Cole don't really have much of a trend? Well, I don't think Cole has ever played this tournament before. Um, Poston, five previous appearances. He had an eleventh uh, in twenty twenty one, but nothing else top twenty five. Uh, one other top twenty five. He was twenty third two years ago. But I just um, love hot hot golfers that make birdies will give themselves a chance, and that's where I put him in in, in that uh, what have you done for me lately category. JT Post and making a ton of birdies on a course that's gonna it's gonna force whoever wins this tournament is gonna have to make a lot of birdies to keep up. No interest in Hideki Matsuyama. I know the form has not been good lately, but at, right. at fifty five to one with yeah. uh, for a guy who's won this event twice before. Yeah, it was a long time ago. This is a different Hideki. He's still got it in him, but we haven't seen it come out lately. Uh, I just think that in that group of golfers, I'd rather have Bo Hostler at 45 to 1 the way he's been playing. Uh, guys who are hot entering this tournament tend to play really well. Think Sahith Thigala last year, where he became a crowd favorite, came in blazing hot after a good showing and continued it that that was kind of his coming out party on the pga tour grand scheme was was the waste management phoenix open last year so uh think hot golfers stay hot and make a lot of birdies that's that's kind of the what my betting card is shaping up to be is just guys that may might not have the name value yet but i'm just predicting that it will take off when people realize how good these guys are playing at, at current tape all right, here's another name I'm going to throw out at you, Bo. You can splash cold water on this. Recent, <laughs> recent form, so-so. Track record of this course, so-so. But a guy whose game seems perfectly suited for it, Corey Connors. I wrote him down. He's he's definitely in my DFS pool. Uh, he he makes a lot of birdies. He's his short game overall is atrocious. That's yes. I'm not. I'm gonna overlook his. I'm gonna overlook his putting stats because they're not that. They're not. It doesn't really matter that much. But his chipping is bad, and that that is something I'm waiting in here. Is you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of weird lies if you miss the greens here. So yeah, he has the upside to win here. I'm just not seeing him pop up in my stats model because of that strokes gain short game type of uh, type of measurement. He's he's 
pretty far down the list in short game stats overall. And he doesn't have the stats uh, from T to green like Scotty does to make up for it. Well, that's what I'm counting on, Bo. I'm counting on him to hit a lot of greens and hit him real close. Uh, He's let's, talk need about, to. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about longer shots and long shots. Which of the players with odds of 60 to 1 or longer to win outright have your attention? So I'm kind of on the fence with a couple guys here. Luke List is never a guy who I love to play, but at 100 to 1, I guess I, I'd probably throw a couple bucks on a guy like that who's been putting and chipping better in recent in recent months. I, I love his tee to green game, and he can make a ton of birdies. And that I'm juggling between him and the Todd father, Brendan Todd, also at 101. I, I like Todd more traditionally, but list at this type of course is kind of getting some interest. My one long shot, I'm not really playing a lot of long shots this week on my betting card. I think I have one guy that's a, that I'm really definitely going to play, and that's Chesson Hadley at 150 to 1. Uh, this guy is a great approach player, great short game, great putter. And he does, the 7,200 yards on this course is wide open. He's distance really doesn't play a factor in it gaining advantage, which is good for Hadley. He comes in really strong across the board in the stats that I'm looking at. So give me Cheston Hadley at 150. And I'm, I'm predicting it now. This will be the first non long shot winner of the season. Uh, even though some people got Wyndham Clark at 80, 90, 100 to one, that's still a long shot. If it's more, if it's more than 50 to one payout for a guy, I consider that a long shot. I think we're going to get a, a, one of the favorite guys win. Interesting. Um, the good thing for Chesson Headley, not a lot of wind typically in Scottsdale. So a guy who weighs a uh, 125 pounds like He's him probably isn't away. just going to blow away. <laughs> um, you mentioned a couple of 100 to 1 plays, Bo, and I don't think you mentioned the best golfer who's currently at 100 to 1, Christian uh, Bazudenhout. Like, Bezar. any interest? Yeah, what do you think of him at 100 to 1? I mean, like, a, a good player to get those kind of odds. I don't know Let's if see. he's a I great course fit, but. No, um, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at. He came in at 24th in my model. Not terrible. I guess that's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he has the upside to win here. He's, he's a good the, par Yeah. Missed the cut in his first appearance here last year. So no, nothing to suggest that he might play this course well, but man, that's a, a pretty good player for a hundred to one. Yeah, he's to... not the, not the best guy for making birdies. He's more of a bogey avoidance kind of guy, grinder type player where I would honestly go somewhere else if I was betting on somebody to win outright. But if you're looking for a guy to be top 30, top 40, make the cut, uh, Bez is pretty safe because he's not going to shoot himself in the foot. He has a good good enough short game to keep himself uh, alive for a paycheck on Sunday. Yeah, he kind of strikes me as Billy, like Billy Horschel in that regard, a guy who's probably yeah. better for the <laughs> tough. But then again, Billy Horschel has two top tens here in the last four years. So um... Billy Bermuda. I mean, it's, it's a real thing. Billy Bermuda kind of just shows up whenever there's Bermuda greens. Billy these Horschel's aren't real well. Bermuda. These are Bermuda light. Uh, they're bent grass they have like the, greens, yeah, they're right? Bent Bermuda. The Bermuda that's in is dormant still. So it's the all the brown areas that you see. That's the Bermuda part. <laughs> uh, you're still going to get some grain there. I, I think that there's uh, there's still some correlation there for him and guys like Cashmere Keith Mitchell, who are just Florida swing killers, said they're going to get tuned up at this event. 
Mm, interesting. All right. Before we get to our betting cards for the week, Bo, let me ask you this. Um, it, it's Waste Management Phoenix Open Week, and of course, that means it's Super Bowl Week. Uh, and as we get later in the week, we're going to start to see some of those exotic Super Bowl props that are tied to other sports, including golf. We'll see things like number of touchdowns in the Super Bowl versus number of birdies for Justin Thomas on Sunday. Do you ever dabble yeah. in those types of props? Yes. And in fact, I remember doing one last year. It was a, of course, I got it wrong because I got, I nailed the golf start. So what you do is you take, you take, obviously we know who's playing in the Super Bowl before the tournament starts. You take your favorite and on the golfer side and you parlay it with the, with the winner of the Super Bowl game. So last year I bet against Patrick Mahomes, which was my downfall. And when it was Scotty Scheffler, of course, Scheffler won and the Chiefs won to beat my parlay. But this year I'm betting with Patrick Mahomes and parlaying it with Scotty Scheffler. So you get a little bit better odds there as I don't think I don't think Brock Purdy can hang against a Steve Spagnolo defense, especially with two weeks to prepare. So I'm going to say the Chiefs win and Scotty wins, get a little bit of that correlation going on. Uh, to to increase the odds, I believe it's pl- paying plus seven fifty to do that right now. Interesting, Bo. Well, Brock Purdy was fantastic against the Blitz this year, and Spagnola loves to blitz. But we'll talk about that more uh, off air since we're supposed to be talking golf here. Let me ask you about the hole in one props for this week. So there's some individual props where you can get guys at anywhere from a hundred to one, hundred and fifty to one. They're playing twelve par threes uh, over the course of the tournament. Not a real great price to ever take a guy, an individual, to get a hole-in-one if you're getting, you know, worse than 200 to one. But will there be a hole-in-one at the Waste Management Phoenix Open? FanDuel has minus 120 to bet yes, there will be at any point in the tournament by any player. And it's minus 110 to bet no. So it's almost even odds on that, I generally would not consider betting a hole in one prop bow, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little looser with my bankroll in Super Bowl week than I am at other times of year. And <laughs> plus, there are a couple of par threes uh, at TPC Scottsdale that aren't that long. The the par uh, the par three fourth is 183 yards, and of course, the 16th is only 163 yards. Just a little short iron for these guys. I'm thinking about betting the hole in one prop from minus 120 just because what do you think yeah Yeah, i like that one i also like if you if you watch this tournament over the years on friday like that's the day all the frats go out there from asu (laughs) and friday so thursday round one not much fanfare they put the pins in normal positions friday round two they put a couple of those par three pins on on the bottom of slopes so that they're in trying to get people hyped up. A lot of hole-in-ones have happened on Friday in round two. If you bet on a hole-in-one to happen in round two specifically, it's plus 400. That's what I'm going to bet on. Because like a lot that. of these whole, the pin placements for Friday are going to encourage these guys to go after the pin, use a backstop to spin the ball back into the towards the hole. We've seen it over the years with different guys acing one of these par threes. And a lot of them have come on Friday. So that's what I'm going to hope for. 
Where, where did you see that? The odds for a Friday ace, which uh, DraftKings. That, uh, that's DraftKings Kings tournament props hole in one. You can you can do all sorts of different things, but hole in one props. It's the same odds for plus four hundred for one to happen in round one, but round two is the one where I think it's slightly more likely because of the way they set the pins up. Some great insider advice. I love that. We'll get to our betting cards in just a minute. But first, if you want a chance to win a free one-year premium betting betting pros subscription, you need to subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below on this video, and that is it. We will be announcing a winner right here on the channel. So make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and to claim your prize. All right, Bo, as of now, what does the betting card look like? So I'm doing a two-unit bet on Scotty Scheffler. Mm. Call me crazy. Nice. I'm doing a one-unit bet on Max Homa with another one unit on a top 10 Max Homa finish. I'm doing half unit apiece on JT Poston, Eric Cole, and Akshay Batia. And I'm throwing a quarter unit on Chesson Hadley plus a full unit on a top 20 Chesson Hadley finish. Very nice. I've got all... Very modest outright bets this week. Not messing with any top fives or top tens. Uh, Wyndham Clark, hey, ride the wave, 30 to 1. It's so hot right now. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to go Hideki Matsuyama. Like, I'll go with the the horse for the course here at 55 to 1. Corey Connors at 50 to 1. Batia at 55 to 1. Love that. Bazudenhout at 100 to 1. Billy Horsholbo. 100 to 1. I am going to take that bet, I think. Uh, Scott Stallings, 150 to 1. Just can't quit. That guy is a long shot, big hitter. Maybe that works out here. And I'm putting a single dollar bow on JB Holmes at 2,500 to 1. JB Holmes uh, won the Wisconsin here. Wisconsin bias over here. <laughs> JB Holmes <laughs> won, won this event. Two of his five career wins came at this event, 2006, 2008. In 2006, he won by seven shots. He won going away. And granted, um, you know, he's had since has had brain surgery after a major bout with vertigo. Uh, Last year, he had an interesting thing. He got thrown out of some Club Calcutta event because he registered under a phony name. (laughs) Um, But you know what? Really no no reason based on results the past three years to think that J.B. Holmes could possibly do this. But, oh, what a Cinderella story it would be. And, Bo, I would order a lot of hot box batch hot sauce, uh, your outstanding hot sauce that you make, if I won my dollar bet and won $2,500 as a result. So, uh, hey, let's go, J.B. Got to give it a shot. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to our one and done picks. Not a real good week for either of us at Pebble Beach. We squandered <laughs> picks on pretty good players. I took Max Homa. He finished tied for sixty six, good for thirty five thousand three hundred and twelve. You got a slightly better finish out of Jordan Spieth, who was tied for thirty ninth, good for seventy thousand one hundred and twenty five. You're still well ahead of me, Bo, and you're up first this week. Who are you taking? Okay, so this one was tricky for me because I don't want to burn Scotty Scheffler in a non-major. I think that's, I mean, it's going to be hard to save him for certain tournaments, but he's won here twice in a row. I'm going to go down the board a little bit. This is risky because of my lead. I'm I'm taking a little bit more of a, a risk than I thought I would. I'm going to go with... Uh, 
I'm going to go with a guy we haven't really talked about today. This is going to be pretty wild. Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler is going to be my pick. I like the play. I mean, I... we didn't really mention him because his odds weren't were a little short for, I think, what he should be here. But I, I like the way he lines up here. He's had good success on these types of courses. So namesake, let's go, Bo Hostler. Let's 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 get some the earnings up. Please just make the cut, Bo Hostler. <laughs> All right. Since I am chasing, it's very tempting to take Scotty Scheffler at only five to one to win outright. I mean, Bo, he's minus 150 to finish top 10 this week. So obviously big things are expected, but I'm not going to take the bait. I'm going to go a little further down. I'm going to I'm going to go with the form. Well, not the form guy, the course guy. I'm going with Hideki. This week, I'm, I'm going to okay. use Hideki because um, I don't know where else I would possibly use him. If, if I don't, fair. it's here or not at all for Hideki. And I still think he can get back to being a world-class player. So uh, I'm going to take all Hideki right. Matsuyama, Bo Hostler for you. Uh, and that's going to do it for us. I want to thank our sponsor once again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up for Underdog with the promo code BPGOLF to get your first deposit matched up to $100, plus a special pick available for you in the lobby. And come join Bo and I again next week when we will be previewing one of our favorite events on the PGA Tour calendar, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. Until then, so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.